0: Hi, and welcome to Solo Segment Search Chat. I'm Tim Peter. In this episode of Solo Segment Search Chat, Solo Segment CEO Steve Zeker and I talk about the year in review in website search. We discuss new ways of thinking about AI. We talk about privacy and its increasing importance for your business in 2022. And we discuss why, if 2021 wasn't the year for website search, 2022 will be. All that and more on the latest solo segment search chat, coming at you right about now. Well, hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing really well, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to see you. You as well. So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. for For those of you listening to this episode, this is the last episode we will record in 2022. This should come out somewhere. To, excuse me, 2021. I've lost, <laughs> getting I've gotten a yeah. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> this is the last episode we will record in 2021. This should come out sometime before the end of 2021. But uh, you may be hearing this in 20. Um, And so we thought it was a good time to talk about the year in review, the year that just was. And there are a handful of things that that I think, you know, Steve, you and I were talking about have emerged as trends, have emerged as key topics that, you know, business and marketing leaders should think about. When they're thinking about search, when they're thinking about search technology, when they're thinking about how they make their websites more effective for their customers, especially as we head into the new year. So let's begin with the first one of these. You know, when we talk about what these things are that people should pay attention to or trends that has just happened, what's the first one people ought to think about? Well, you know, I think
1: we've been talking about this in your interviews for a long time, but it's the AI topic, right? You know, it's that great promise that AI is going to kind of fundamentally uh, change the way the world works. And yep. I think I covered a little bit of this at uh, the MarTech presentation I did earlier this year. And I think the title of that section of the presentation was AI the Right Way. And you know, there is a lot of hand-waving, continuous. Uh, I, I was talking to one of our uh, advisors, our board members uh, last week, and uh, we talked about AI jazz hands, right? When you just like, you know, the marketers, you know, wave their hands and talk about all the AI power. And, right. you know, it, it's interesting as we we talked this through, um, and and again, referring back to the MarTech conversation, a lot of, you know, AI, it's, it has to actually deliver something valuable. And in our case, it's something valuable on the screen, right? That's what we're right. talking about. When right. I mean, we talk a lot about search uh, and Invisor engagement and their journeys on the site, but that really is what has to happen, right? AI can't just be a black box, or if it is a black box, it actually has to have manifest itself in some way that, you know, again, shows on the glass. And yep. that's, I think, one of the things that savvy buyers, right, if we're talking about this this past year, savvy buyers have begun to think, wait a minute, yeah, you said all this AI stuff, but what's, how's the customer experience changing? How's my business evolving, right? What business results am I seeing uh, from that? And so I think that is it's forced vendors to talk very specifically about what AI is actually delivering and not just kind of making you know the hand-wavy, shiny object movements that they've done in the past with regards to marketing.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, if I can say, you know, this is something we've been talking about for a while. We actually did an episode of this podcast, uh, oh gosh, almost two years ago that talked about where are we on the hype curve. And I think one of the things that, you know, if I can say that we recognized early, that Solo Segment recognized early, is that it does come back not to this is cool tech, but rather what are the business results that the tech provides for you? So if it's AI, great. If it's automation right. of another kind, great. If it's something else altogether, also great as long as you're focused on the business results. Yeah, you
1: bet. You bet. And, you know, part of the things as we think about our tech platform, you know, we've been very focused on, you know, where can we apply AI so that it does appear on the glass? Um, yeah. Like one of the obvious places is using natural language processing, text analytics, those sorts of AI Technologies in auto classification, so you know, yep. figuring out what content is about. And one of the places that appears on the that appears on the glass is, say, in a faceted uh, experience on a search site, right? So you can filter the search results based upon, say, the topic of the page or the industry that the page is related to. So this is an example of where that AI actually makes a difference, right? It can classify the content in ways that humans just don't have the time, energy, or knowledge to do. Uh, And it also has the ability then to display that. Now, there's lots of other ways that are somewhat black boxy that that data can be used for. But again, making sure that it manifests itself in a way that the customer experience is dramatically improved is really important. And while I accept that some of these ways are black boxy in the background, (laughs) if you're not seeing it on the screen, it's hard to know and trust that. AI magic is actually progressing journeys that is actually engaging customers and at the end of the day that's what it's all about if you're not engaging customers or progressing journeys
0: what are you doing no that makes perfect sense are there any other areas where you really find that the you know using AI or using machine learning does in fact manifest itself you know as you say on the glass right on the screen for the customer right? yeah. that you think are worth mentioning
1: Yeah, and and definitely um, things like personalization. So, and again, an example of how we do this, you know, when you're, uh, you know, our technology that does content recommendation, whether it's in our search engine or you're using our standalone product called Guidebox, you know, we're making recommendations as people navigate through the website. And what we're doing is we're basically doing pattern recognition, looking at the behavioral and contextual cues that we can get from all the visits that went prior to your visit and using that data to try to make some predictions about what are you trying to achieve, right? So, you know, again, you know, this little gray bar appears in the bottom of our clients' (laughs) websites that says, hey, go to this page next. And so there again is another example of how technology, again, manifesting itself in the customer experience, you know, it's easy for humans to understand if you're a buyer of that technology. But more importantly, It's easy for your visitors to interact with that. So that's another example of how, you know, in this personalization space, how AI technologies can be used to engage visitors, progress them on their journeys. Um, So, you know, again, I I just encourage everybody as they think about the application of AI is looking for where does it manifest itself? Because if it doesn't kind of come above the waterline, if it doesn't appear on the glass, um... Are you really buying something that's valuable for you and for your customers?
0: Right. It's not enough that you have it; it's also got to show up. Right. What's what's yeah, the old joke? Bet. Something like ninety percent of life is just showing up. You're basically saying, "Hey, if it's not showing up, yeah, you kind make, of lose make it. sure your AI shows there. up."
1: There you go. Exactly. Perfect.
0: There you go. Perfect. All right. Cool. Now, it's interesting. It's funny to me that you talked about you know behaviors around pattern recognition and personalization and things along those lines which kind of gets at the next big topic we think is really important when it comes to the last year, and that is?
1: Ah, boy, is this the year that cookies died? And the answer is (laughs) no. Um, But only because there's uh, entire industries, uh, you know, trying to preserve cookies. And and for (laughs) those of the folks who aren't familiar with this, this really is the whole notion of personalization, privacy, the use of personal data, the use of third-party data in advertising and marketing and in engagement website engagement and i think we've gotten a reprieve uh, a brief reprieve on this but uh, i think google remains committed to kind of taking some actions with regards to the browser to reduce the ability of companies to use third-party data and so you know i think the thing you know in hindsight is um this was not the transformative year we expected with regards to customer engagement on websites um but I think it's just a delay, right? I think yeah, that you know right, Google remains right. committed to doing some work in 2023. I think the harsh reality is a lot of the workarounds that industry has tried to do, and and it's been a fascinating to watch the journey because as soon as you know third-party cookies, you know, were given a death sentence, the entire ad industry, uh, basically anybody who was using third-party data, immediately went into how can we work around this. Um, and while I understand that kind of preservation mode, right, that they're in,
0: yeah. the oh, reality yeah,
1: yeah. is the reason that third-party data is going away is because people, right, the humans out there that you want to do business with don't like it. Right. And this whole notion of trying to work around that intent on part of the people you'd like to do business with, it just seems... Um, Wrong, right? It just seems wrong. They said, "Please don't do this." And you're like, "We won't do that, but we'll do something else that you can be equally mad at," right? You know, right just like Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh, so I do think <laughs> what's been good, I think, is is it's 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 given kind of businesses another year to figure out what is the play that they're going to make, and I, I certainly think first party data is absolutely the way to go. If you can gather data about your visitors and then use that data with their consent and everything else that goes around first party data, and then use that to help them progress their journeys, I think that's definitely a winning play. Um, But in B2B, the real challenge is a lot of that information expires pretty quickly, uh, especially if you cookie folks in order to make those connections. Uh, And so I think embracing anonymity, it's something we've been talking about for literally years because we saw this coming... (laughs) you know, when GDPR first started, we were like,
0: of course, right.
1: Yeah. Anonymity is going to be really important someday. We just thought that someday would be a little sooner than it is.
0: Well, Uh, and and, I mean, we've seen some effects of it already in things like if you look at Facebook's earnings. Now I realize this is more the B2C side, but you know, the same reality is true. You know, Apple has put in place its uh, app tracking transparency, its ATT Mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. And you know, Facebook said their Q3 earnings that, they missed expectations. They were supposed to bring in about $29.6 billion and they brought in $29 billion. So that's, you know, $600 million in loss, in lost opportunity because of this, which, okay, that's 600 million out of 30 billion, (laughs) but it's also not nothing. I mean, by any, if I, if we lost $600 million, I think we'd, think that was a pretty bad day. I noticed Either. that. I noticed it. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, I think you're exactly right though. It's, it's definitely the tip of the iceberg because we really haven't seen this fully kick in, if you will. So right. uh, I do think it's going to have uh, a pretty big impact on businesses that are primarily ad driven or are primarily third-party data driven. Right. Um, and so choosing different personalization plays, uh, is going to be important. And especially in b two b where you have long buying cycles and you have you know lots of visits to the website over long periods of time, uh, you know, even first party data is likely not going to be a winning play because you're not going to authenticate, get people to authenticate. Pe- you know, cookies are going to expire. and so you have to figure out a way to deal with the anonymous visitor. And so well, I think our, our prediction will finally come true in 2022.
0: <laughs> well, I also want to go back to what you were saying a moment ago, because you were hitting on a very important point where you were talking about, you know, this is something customers are basically asking for, Yes, right? This is driven by customer demand, by customer desire, by customer interest and right. you know just complying with GDPR or just complying with CCPA or CPRA or any of the other regulations out there which by the way of course you should but but i mean i'm speaking as a marketer here you know if your message to the marketplace was well we complied with the law but we still did kind of scammy stuff <laughs> that's not really a way, right i mean you know well technically right. it was legal right is not a message you want to put out in the marketplace <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, certainly not. Yeah, you definitely want to uh, be complying with the spirit of the law, uh, not necessarily the letter of the not law. Just, and, not just
0: the letter of the law.
1: Right, which, you know, again, I, you know, I get why businesses do this, because for some businesses, this is an existential threat. Of course. Um, and, uh, and so I get why they're trying to figure out, like, what's next. But for companies that don't have those business models, which is probably 90% uh, of the businesses uh, that we talk to on any given yep. day, maybe yep. maybe ninety eight percent of those yep. businesses, yeah, they're just figuring out a way. How do we engage our visitors? How do we progress our those journeys? And I and you know again, um, respecting those desires and needs and and uh, preferences of the people you actually want to do business with is yeah. probably a
0: pretty savvy business play. Well, no, that makes perfect sense. So if we think, you know, that we have, that we can't just lead with the tech, we have to focus on the business result. And if Mm. we think in fact that, you know, privacy is going to become a bigger thing and we think that it's going to be harder to just rely on third-party cookie data and the like, you know, where does that lead us? What is the next and probably most important big trend from our perspective, (laughs) certainly, and probably ought to be a bigger trend from the perspective of the folks listening to this episode?
1: Yeah, well, you definitely see uh, in our space a greater interest in search. Um, yeah. Part of this is because I think that a lot of large companies are thinking about different ways of engaging the website visitors. Um, I think I don't, I, I haven't talked to a single company that says, yeah, we get a fair share of, uh, you know, leads from our websites. Uh, you know, right. it's, there's generally <laughs> a continuous lament. You know, some of these companies that we talked to, I talked to one last week, I mean, they get something like 500,000 unique visitors to their website every month. Yeah. And they can't even meaningfully measure the conversion rate because it's so low. And yeah, I right. mean, granted, attribution is, is is a challenge there. Sure, of course. But, it, but it's a number that effectively but, rounds to zero.
0: Well, yeah. It, if you can't count the number of leads that are coming in, where they came from is not right. actually your biggest problem. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> indeed. Right.
1: And so, you know, I, what they're searching for is trying to figure out, like, what is that next user interaction model that's actually going to get them the business that they need yeah. to grow? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you see some of that like in chat, like the whole chatbots, you know, kind of oh, sure. craze that occurred over the past two years. And it's kind of tamped down. Talk about trough of disillusionment. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole the whole chatbot craze was really a search for like what is that next interaction model? And, Mm -hmm. you know, Mike and I have been talking a lot about uh, lately this notion of conversational websites, right? How do people engage kind of beyond how we think about chat, how we think about search, how we think about navigation, but how are folks going to, you know, kind of interact most effectively with the content that you have? And this notion of kind of conversation is something that we've been knocking around uh, over time. And you know, one of the things that's uh, that kind of strikes us is that if you're thinking about engaging in a conversation with somebody, part of the place you might want to start is with uh, is with search because that's where Thank somebody you. actually asks you a question. Now, that question might be in the form of a fragment of a sentence with a bunch of, of keywords in of it, of course. But that is where conversations start. And um, and so not only having a great search experience, but thinking about how that search experience can be used in different ways to progress those journeys, to engage those visitors, is something that we've been leaning on with a couple of our customers uh, recently to improve the abilities that are in search to engage people in those
0: conversations so that journeys progress. So you don't just want to chat. You actually want to elevate it to a conversation.
1: Absolutely. You bet. And you know, part of the way current chat technologies work is they're kind of limited by the imagination of the people who program them. Sure. Um, you know, as much as as much as folks want to think about chatbots as as a conversation, it's really just I guess I maybe a different kind of search interaction with a very finite, right? Relatively small yeah, sure, sure. You know, body of information. And and all it's trying to do is kind of match. What you typed in the search box with some, you know, kind of predefined set of content, and what search does is just the opposite, right? It, it works with a less conversational interface, but on all the knowledge that you have on your website, right, right? And so, kind of an interesting question is how can you marry the two, right? How can you marry the actual kind of Q and A sort of um, interface that you get with a chat bot? with the body of knowledge that you have on your website, which is all of your web pages, versus just the questions and answers that say one person or one team can kind of imagine. And so this is, you know, this is, you know, as we think about, you know, this, this past year, again, this notion of conversation, I think is beginning to shift because of the disillusionment with chat and because of the desire to recognize that this is how folks want to interact with it. You just look how we interact with our, uh, dare I say, our Alexas and our series and all those other things. Um, hopefully nobody's, you know, <laughs> Alexa is now uh, chiming in. But it's how we've begun to kind of interact with those things. And so now the question is, how can you bring some of that function to your website, whether folks are interacting with voice, whether they're interacting with text or, or however they're asking their questions, but how can you kind of embrace that? And that really is, as we think about search going forward, um, it really has kind of reframed for us what search looks like. So, you know, our big aha moment was chat is out, conversation is in, and what is search's role in conversation going forward? And it's something that we're exploring.
0: Well, you know, Steve, you have a great stat you use all the time about um how the frequency of people to convert who have searched. What's that stat real quick because I want to come back to that for one quick second before we wrap yeah. up here. Well,
1: but. there's two uh, that, that I kind of cite frequently. The first is, you know, the data that we've seen from our customers which is that searchers are 87% more likely to respond to marketing calls to action than non-searchers. So, it's a high yeah. intent audience that is that they really want to do business with you. And the other stat is and again, this varies by industry and by use case, but Searchers are also up to six times more likely to do business with you. So again, that intent translates into purchase behavior as well. And again, that's data varies by industry, by use case, et cetera, but up to six times more likely to do business with you.
0: Well, and that's one of the reasons we always talk about why your your website, why your search engine is one of your best salespeople. It's one of your best customer service people. Mm-hmm. And I always like to cite the numbers that, you know, Google makes almost all of its money from search Right, and last quarter it made sixty-six billion dollars, and all it was doing uh, in in revenue, revenue, right? But sixty-six billion dollars in revenue, and all it was doing was answering the questions its best customers asked them. Right, makes me wonder why more businesses don't want to do the same. Yeah,
1: business. it it definitely is a mystery. Yes, uh, if these are the <laughs> folks. I mean, if that's the modality that everybody wants to uh, to interact with content on digital content with. And it is. And we know this is right. You know, some of the things that I hear from customers a lot are, "Gee, only four percent of our website visitors use our search engine." And you're right; only four percent use <laughs> your search engine, right? But forty to sixty percent, depending on your data, uh, got to your search uh, to your website by using search, and right. they didn't do a search engine on, search on your website because eh, maybe your search isn't so good. They've been trained really well by companies, honestly to not trust the search to go back to it right. but yeah, it, people want to search. It is just, it's clear that that is how people want to find content. And so, you know, this notion of conversational websites, this notion of search led visitor journeys, I think is going to be one of those trends, certainly something we've seen this year begin to evolve uh, kind of with the death of real chat. And I think we're going to see continue to evolve in the coming year.
0: Makes perfect sense, Steve. So just to recap, you know, we're talking about new ways of thinking about AI and not just leading with the tech by by focusing on how you actually get that to show up in your business results. We're talking about, you know, privacy is a coming thing. It's certainly something Mm -hmm. we've been talking about for a while, but it is certainly something that we're seeing more and more real world effects of things that are showing up, you know, as you say, on the glass, on the screen and in your bottom line. And of course, the fact that, you know, if this wasn't the year of search, we're certainly leading into one because we need to make better results from the people who do come to our websites today. And, you know, I I just want to close with one quick uh, comment uh, that you, you know, you said why more people don't do something about this is a bit of a mystery. So if people want to solve that mystery, if they want to, if they want to find the answer to that mystery, Steve, what should they do? Maybe they should come over
1: to solosegment.com and uh, specifically (laughs) slash search box. They can find out how we take an approach, a different approach to uh, certainly to website search. And uh, also keep listening to this podcast because we're going to be talking more and more uh, in the coming year about the notion of conversational websites and how do you engage folks in those conversations. And I think that as people are laying their plans for the coming year, um, you know, start to think really differently about interactions on websites, because I think a lot of what's gone on over the past decade has been using technology to make kind of the old ways of doing things, the buggy whips, if you will, kind of more (laughs) effective. But I I really do think thinking very differently about how users engage with digital content is important. And we used to think that it was the how, right? Oh, mobile will change something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was kind of more about the how will change things. And I think there's actually a really strong behavioral cons, con, uh, component to this that we have underinvested in. in. Uh, and that, again, is why we're kind of beginning to shift our focus from search to conversations.
0: Shifting from search to conversations. Sounds like a great place to wrap up. Steve, thank you so much as ever. Look forward to speaking with you again soon. You bet, Tim. Thank you. Search Chat is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment focuses on site search analytics and AI-driven content discovery to improve search results, increase customer satisfaction, and unlock revenue for your company. Make your search better and learn more at solosegment.com. If you liked the show, please go ahead and subscribe to us. You can find our episodes at solosegment.com podcast or on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcatcher happens to be. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash segment, on Twitter using the Twitter handle at solosegment, or you can drop us an email at info at Again, that's info at solosegment.com. With that, my name is Tim Peter. I hope you have a great rest of the week and we'll look forward to talking with you next time on Search Chat. Take care, everybody.